0: So here's what we're doing here. We are talking to Glenn Posh and I'm gonna ask you some 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 questions that I know that you know the answers to. I'm not gonna set you up for anything because I want to talk about structure today. Okay. But first, I don't know if you got a chance to to I just went live with Matt. Okay. 15 years old. Right. Parents just got him a car. He just broke down, he got to pick out his car. He just broke down how he went online to pick out that vehicle. Right. Google Images. 100%
1: Hundred percent, he
0: used Google Images. That's great. He didn't. He didn't go to a website. It was crazy. No third parties on it. And, and I know that, that that when we teach things to our to our dealers, right? And and, and you got to constantly be learning, right? Right. The whole Kaizen sure concept sure. Con- constantly. Tell me what's lacking in training and education in automotive retail, nowadays. Glenn Posh, ladies and gentlemen. I know him well, so I, I didn't really do the whole uh, intro. All Pcg right. Companies, uh, former actor. Also, East Coast Madman. Oh, let's not go Madman. <laughs> Old
1: man, maybe, but we're we'll go there.
0: Um, what's, so, you know, what's lacking in, in the structure and education of, of, of?
1: I think I think there's three pillars always to success for any business, but especially in, in dealerships. What I see lacking first is this consistency of structure. Meaning, I, I asked uh, a bunch of dealers I was working with the other day, and actually at this uh, at NADA, I asked the audience. I said, "How many? What percentage of your?" Uh, of all of your processes, right? Job description oh, processes, yeah, Absolutely. what percentage of them are written down and documented so everybody knows what they're supposed to do? I said, how many of you have 75%? Maybe one or two, out of a room of about 150. I said, oh, let's go to 50% maybe I got 15% or 20%, which means the majority of dealerships do not have all their processes written out. So what it is, it's Joey's version of how he does it, and then it's my version of how I do the same thing. So a new person is getting inconsistency. So how can um, um, anyone hold anyone accountable, number one, if we don't have everything structured, written out, very consistent? Number two is training. One is consistent training. How are people being trained? The biggest fault is the people doing the training, no one trained them how to train. So it's all it is, hey, you're a great salesperson, you're gonna run a sales team. No one invested in you to teach you, well, how do I deal with different personalities? Is that, a, like that. is that a, that's a big challenge because I, correct me if I'm wrong, if you sell a lot of
0: cars in automotive in a dealership, right. they automatically wanna promote you to a manager right and it's not because you're good at managing people it's probably because you sold a lot of cars so you're good at
1: closing deals well right? think, or, think of michael jordan greatest player wasn't a good coach see people at that high elevated status don't understand really what they do they just do it things come naturally to them so if you put him in, in a position where i'd have to train you if you're not as quick as i was i get frustrated with you why can't they understand why can't they do what i do well there's a reason right where other people are better at patience, helping people explain. So I always said, uh, when someone asked me, how do you choose that person who's going to be your trainer? I said, okay, think about this way. Sales team, BDC team, whatever department you have, the person who's in charge of that is off for a week on vacation. Who does the team go to when they have questions or they need help? That's a great question. That's the person that you start with because they are not afraid to approach them and say, I don't know. The person is willing to help them and is patient and there's this connection. That's a person. And they're probably in your top half, maybe your top 25% of your sales, or, but they're not your top. Because they stick with the process, they understand what's going on. That's a better way. But it's this consistency of training all the time. Mm-hmm. That's what we're missing. And then accountability. That's the word I was gonna hit you with. Was... Yeah, that's the third pillar. But same thing with accountability. It's not consistent. It's I'm going to follow up on you until I think you know what you're doing or mm-hmm. I see results, boom. Then I don't talk to you forever. And then I come back and I'm just like, what's going on? Right? Or right. So if you think about it, the only time a manager, most people see their manager is when something's wrong. Mm-hmm. I always like talking about coaching. Right? If you thought yourself, if you played sports, if you had, or you had a coach or a teacher that had an impact on you and you mm-hmm. thought about why you still remember them, it's because they helped you. Invested in you. It wasn't that they were soft on you because they call out your BS when they needed to, right? But they invested in you, and then you think of those coaches or teachers. That and they you motivated didn't like. me as they well. They motivated yeah. you. They challenged you. Mm-hmm. Versus the other ones who didn't do any of that, and all they did was come at you, say, "Hey, you're failing," mm-hmm. and you didn't like them. You're like, "Get away!" Right, right. And I think the problem is in dealerships. We just think it's going to come to people. We just think, "Hey, if we bring somebody in with experience, it's all going to work mm-hmm. out." I see that a lot. I see
0: GMs coming in from across the country sure. to a new store, right. and three, six months later, I don't see them at that store anymore. There's so, no. like, something didn't work.
1: Well, because nobody hired them in, so that's a phenomenal point. Think of this. I use this analogy in, in the class the other day. Mm-hmm. Let's say you went for a job at McDonald's. Okay? During your interview, you said, well, I worked at Burger King, and I worked at Wendy's, and I worked at this, and they say, great. That means you understand the dynamic of fast food right you understand speed customer service you understand where fries are and burgers great and then they're gonna say great now let me show you how we do it here at McDonald's yeah they don't just say hey you cook burgers at Burger King yeah on the grill, do whatever you want that includes a process that includes yep and as absurd as that is yes and people will laugh at that why don't dealerships say this is the way here at Joey Little Toyota right this is the way we as a general manager here's the job how it's here now, during the interview, I'd say, here's what you're supposed to be doing, and you can say, I don't do it that way. Well, this is the way we do it. You could bring your input, yeah. you could bring your experience, but we're not changing, right? Same thing with sales. Here's some places in sales, I, salesperson has to handle leads, set appointments. Other ones, we have BDCs. If, you're, if you have it clear, and if you have it, if it's clear and you have it all written out, during the interview process, you could save yourself so much time because you can say, this is what we right. do, if you don't like it. And this
0: is not being done. What would you say percentages or, or, or dealerships that, that are doing this the way that you're Very talking about? Very few. Very few.
1: But they have portions. It, it, someone said to me, well, we have our sales process right now, uh-huh. right? But do you have how you train, like right. your new hire process right now? Do you have a script for how your receptionist answers the phone? Do you have a process of how you go to the market, to the uh, auction to buy cars, or how you detail? everything needs because then it's easy to hold people accountable i'll guarantee you your company right here has processes all written out
0: and i know that we have challenges as well there's some processes that we don't have that we probably should have so like when mark should be taking lunch during these interviews well (laughs) yes
1: but to your point is if you have all of these things then at least you go we have a gap here yeah But if I'm also training everybody on it and we're doing this process, when I'm going to accountability, now I look at it and say, well, we have a process. Everybody's trained in executing on it. We're not getting the results. Is it their effort or is it the process? All of a sudden, you know, team's doing their job. We got to tweak the process. But
0: but is that also a you don't know what you don't know factor? Because I almost see accountability coming at the beginning of your, twice in your, in what you're telling me, these, these pillars, is that you have to take the accountability that there's something wrong. Right, And I don't know a lot of leadership that does that.
1: Well, I think it's, it, I totally agree. I think what happens is is you get very excited about how you measure, meaning that if you're only measuring the end result, mm-hmm. right? So if you're toy, Joey's toy yep. Toyota store, and you say- Am I measuring gross
0: or am I measuring volume? Either you know? one. Yeah.
1: Either one, if you're saying, listen, I'm 150. Man, if we could tell 150, we'd be great. So let's say you hit 150 you're high-fiving. Mm-hmm. But if I look at the efficiency of, what did your marketing produce, right? Mm-hmm. What did your leads produce? What if I came to you and said, you should have sold 225. <laughs> what did you lose? Now, if they say, oh, well, that's perfect. I said, well, let's cut it in half. Now, what would another 30 cars mean to you? Right but because they're looking at the wrong metric. So
0: Did I not just do the fishing analogy that that fit exactly what Glenn, go back to the the interview with uh, with Dan Moore, I did a great fishing analogy about fishing in in a hole that somebody said, I've never fished before, I caught two fish, and then I go home and I'm excited about it, but then I find out from my friends and family, we catch forty there on a, on right. average, right? Exactly. And exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I didn't know what
1: I didn't know, and That's now cool. I'm like, now I feel like, ugh. it's measuring, it's measuring the results, it's it's understanding this process. So if you think about what the goal of a dealership is, you're trying to build a machine. What is the goal of it? Yeah, break that you're down. You're building a machine. Okay. That's what I think. In my mind, you're building a machine. You're investing all this money to sell products and services out this end. Yeah. So I have to build the structure to deliver that. Right? Mm-hmm. I have to build all the processes, I have to build this so that I can hire the right people into the process. Mm-hmm. Then we move them into training, then we interact with our customers and we're selling. So now then, if I have this machine going, when I dump marketing dollars in, I can measure because I have a machine versus, oh, if Joey answers the phone today or decides to answer leads, uh, maybe that lead source is good, maybe it's not. Right. Yeah. But if everybody's doing the same thing, now I can measure my lead source. Same thing, if I see a new widget, you're a product. Someone comes. You come to me and say, "Hey, you should check out AutoAlert." Yeah, great. I have a machine that I can now measure it. Now, when I latch it on, yeah, it supercharges it, right? Because the machine's running, it adds on it. Versus, I just stack another piece of on, software on, on, top, on, of on it. top of it, and there's no consistent machine.
0: Absolutely. Would you say, if, because I you said earlier, that a lot of dealerships' management blame a lot of the lost leads or the lost, you know, uh, customers off of receptionists. Right, and they put all the blame on, they don't know how to do the phone and all that. I think the idea of even having a process for your front-facing person, it, it sounds so silly, but it's so true, right? You have all of this knowledge inside your head. Right. Somebody who's watching this now, how do they contact you? How do they get up more? I mean, do you teach this? Do you, I, get, I mean, you're, you're doing sessions here, but... Yeah,
1: I teach it, and I work with dealers on this. Um, we have some online courses on Management, so like all leading this is teams. there, yeah. Well, uh, some of it is. I'm I'm adding new ones on because I tested this new uh, workshop about removing conflict. Yeah. And following the process and removing. I mean, I just said how many of you have BDCS and raise their hand. I'm like, how many of your sales teams love your BDCS? They laughed. I said, so there's a conflict. Yep. But you don't you don't know how to resolve it because no one showed you how to resolve it. Or to your point is, the receptionists are anywhere, they just think that we're having a good month or we're not. No one knows why we had a good month. I mean, right. the really good dealerships do. Mm-hmm. And that's why there's a separation at times. Yeah. you know. Um, I've but- heard some
0: smart guys like Rick Reichert,
1: who came in here with yep. the
0: number one you know, pre-owned store in the country, came in and, and said exactly what you said. He was gonna go push for you know 600 cars a month and then realized why he was pushing it, he didn't have that machine running the fluently, so he had to back it off. He wasn't like others where he had to push, push, push. He saw that, he backed it off, he was happy with the 4, 450, right. and then retooled, What not Not your so, words, no, retooled exactly his machine. That.
1: Think about that. What he was doing is taking this, the marketing, to say, I can, I'm gonna buy enough marketing or do enough marketing to generate to 650, yep. and I push it into machine. The problem is, is it leaked out the size. Yeah. It just overflowed because he didn't have any everybody in right. place. So he was smart to say, let's back it up, let's see where the tweaks were, mm-hmm. and now everyone's running in the same direction. And see, I can push it, see? I mean, I can ride them, yeah. I shouldn't say push it. If you ever think we were laughing the other day, I live in an area where I drive 10, 15 minutes away from me, there's farms, right? Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, has anyone ever tried to push a cow or push a horse <laughs> to where you wanna go? You don't, you laugh, right. you can't. Right. I can lead them. Absolutely. Same thing with a horse. If I teach it how, like thoroughbred, if I train it how to run, then I can make it race. Yeah. Right. But if I don't do that, the if analogies. I push too hard, it's gonna it's gonna fall that's apart. It's a great analogy.
0: I love right. this. This is the stuff I understand. So if I'm understanding this, there's people everywhere. Of there, course. And that's, and that's
1: why I try to talk like McDonald's because everybody's yeah. been to McDonald's. That isn't happenstance. Even Vegas here, you've been out to restaurants and it's busy and you're looking around. There's a process. Yeah. That's why your food comes out. Now, maybe one person's food get burned or whatever, but end of the day, they just went 500 people came through and you're like, how do they do
0: it? It's the three tiers again? Structure. Structure's number one. Training. Training's number two, and accountability's accountability's number three.
1: Any one of them out of whack. It tilts, it it's like it a, tripod. Can, a tripod. How can how can
0: how can people get a hold of you I mean they'll be able to we're gonna tag you at all this. They tag stuff me here. at Facebook, social yeah. media,
1: you can reach out to me at uh, PCG Companies or Glenn G L E N N at P C G Companies, easiest way to get a hold of Dude. me or Facebook, I'm all over the place, social media. Mark you
0: don't even sell cars, what'd you get out of this? You gonna put some structure to that marketing
1: department? <laughs> right. but it makes it easier for you if you're running a marketing department to be able to because the other thing what you can do is you think about it and, and this is dealerships don't think about this especially groups if you have everybody working the exact same way or, or measuring now i can measure apples to apples right i can see where people i can now move people around and say you're really not talented here i could use you over here what's dealership's biggest complaint i can't find talent right but if i'm in a five-store group six-store group I should be looking at like a farm system from sports. If I have everybody doing the same thing, not Joey's way of handling internet leads and your way of handling it. This is Joey's auto groups way of handling leads. If everyone's doing it, now I see who's working. Now I can also send one person to another store. They walk right in. I know what the processes are. Let's go to train. I build my own farm team versus, oh, God, I'm going to bring in this hotshot GM who comes in, makes changes. They're out and Screws up
0: culture. You know, everything gets crazy. You have to dominate your yeah, own culture. Glenn Posh, ladies and gentlemen, and every time. As and this always. time we didn't get to talk about the old acting days. Usually nah. we get that in there, but we'll we get it next a little year, bit. right? We'll
1: get that next time.
0: Thanks a lot for uh, joining myself and Glenn Posh. We have more uh, a few more interviews coming here live at NADA 2018. Where
1: are you heading off to now? I'm going back to the booth to so help sell some things for my team. Buy something. Yeah, come on over. Buy or die. <laughs>